All right. Hello and welcome back. This is Colin Keeley here. And I am Brent Sanders. We are two guys buying and building wonderful internet companies. That is right. And this week, we got a couple of things to talk about, but the first one is raising prices, right? We're going to talk about raising prices on one of our portfolio companies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Long awaited. Uh, so many people on historical plans, probably from like 15 years ago, and we finally decided to raise prices. Uh, and you were pretty hesitant about it for quite a while. Yeah. You know, it's I'm, as one person raised today, and, and so you've been feeling most of the support emails because it gives me so much anxiety. So I appreciate that. Thank you. But I think there was messaging by the old owner that we weren't really aware of that there was this like $9 for life plan, which seemed like a terrible idea. Why would you ever say for life? Which is obviously why we're coming into this being the only ones who've done a price increase in like, yeah, 10, 15 years. So that was my first reaction today was like, why, why would they do that? Like, why would you say for life? Like, what's the advantage of that? Yeah. Costs go up. It, right. Costs go up. And really what you're saying, if, if the price never changes and inflation's going crazy, it's like you're actually paying less and less every year. And so the costs right. are increasing and they're paying less and less every year. It's a, a tough position to be in. Not good. Not good. Um, so it, it, you want to walk through, you know, I know you, you threw out some tweets there that was pretty interesting around what we've been talking about and, and how we rolled this out. But um, what was step one? For, I mean, we notified people and then I think there were, there were a whole bunch of principles you, you brought up that we, we started with, but we started by copying Netflix, right? That, that the king of price increases. Uh, yeah. So almost all big companies are pretty good at it and it really, every company should be, but for whatever reason, you know, technical people, designers, it's like, you know, frowned upon. We can't possibly raise prices. What if we lose customers? Um, we had Netflix, Hulu. I just looked at all the big examples, Spotify, Disney. They all have really nice, you know, emails that they send out, unfortunately, like, you know, once a year or whatever, like pretty often. Um, but the principles I kind of laid out is like, you know, justify it. So talk up the value you're adding. So Netflix is like, you know, we're raising prices, but it's to bring you more great content. And so, you know, stay tuned for all this awesome stuff that's coming. And so we did something similar, like we're bringing up new features and we need some money to pay for it. So justify it, I think was a big one. Push the date off. So it's not like surprise, prices are changing today. And maybe we could have given more of a heads up, but we did push it off like a month. So it gives people mm -hmm. time to change if they want to. And you know, otherwise they kind of forget about it and you know, whatever. Other principles, you know, be clear, don't be sneaky, like you know, this is what's happening on this date. Uh, don't apologize. So I know you wanted to waver a little bit and be like, oh, it's okay. We could let them stay. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, so here was, here was the thinking. It's like, how, uh, how would one customer that's threatening to leave, if you just said, you know what, fine, we'll, we'll, we'll hold yours off for another six months or use that as like a, I don't know what the word for this is, but like, you know, just something to, to kind of smooth things over. You'll eventually get the, the upgrade. But if they were going to churn, you might as well do something. It's like Comcast. It's like they're they're raising your rates, they're raising your rates, or they're charging you for this. And then once you say like, you know, we're, we're done, and I'm I'm going to cancel my account, they're like, okay, hold on, sir, let me transfer you to you know the retention department. And then they strike a deal that's like better than you had before. And it's so it it's got to be a thing that that works. I mean, it, versus losing revenue, because I also don't think anybody's talking to each other. Like our customers are, they don't have a user's group, right? There's not like a blink sale message board. 
that uh, people are talking on about their rates. That's fair. I, I think it's like a guiding principle. Don't do anything that Comcast is doing. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, That's true. I, I don't want to be cutting like backroom deals uh, or like wavering. Uh, yeah. It kind of hurts our credibility to some extent. So it's just like, you know, upfront, these are the prices. Like we're not striking deals with, you know, other people behind your back. Um, yeah. I really also don't want to reward people for complaining. Like I don't want to be dealing yeah. with, you know, extra, you know, complaints. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is like, people are going to complain and they're going to, you know, threaten to churn or whatever. But if it's a reasonable price increase, which ours was like, and not that many people actually churned, like maybe 40 people wrote in, you know, complaining to some extent, uh, a number of people were actually nice about it. Like, you know, prices increases have been going up across the board. That makes sense. Or like, I realized I had a sweetheart deal for like 15 years, but in reality, like only, I think one to two people churn today. So like probably under 10 total, you know, more will churn, but uh, the price increase is going to be like a dramatic improvement in revenue. Yeah. It, if you run the numbers, the, the confusing part about this, and I think the most jarring thing is that we have, this business suffers from, you know, having two versions. And then within the old version, there are four different tiers that effectively are all the same thing. It's just promotions during some time when you signed up, it was either, I think there was a seven, nine, 12. So across both sites, it's again, it's basically the same product, but across all the sites, we have a, I think a seven, nine, 12. And then we have a $12 and 50, that's an annual. And then we have 15. So that's five different price points. Yeah. And so obviously as you skew to the lower part, you're like, wow, that's, that's, so we raised it from 15 to 18.99, right? Or was, did I get it right? 15 yeah, to 18? that's right. So we went from 15 to 18, which is really reason, reasonable, except you, if you were on nine, you're like nine to 18. But I feel like there was a good, good message here. It's like the, the, one of the main things. So obviously we're, we've rolled out ACH, we've rolled out, uh, we're rolling out new design. We're rolling out um, Zapier and API integrations. I, I think we've done a pretty poor job. I haven't messaged any of that stuff out. It's just like gets rolled out and, you know, people, people notice it. Um, so I think that's probably would help with some of the, the pain here. And we're only rolling those changes to the new platform, the old platform. The other thing here is we're investing in that platform to make it. So, so there are some people that just love it and they want the old one. They never want anything to change. And it's like, great for us to keep that running. The costs are definitely going up. Like there's, there's quite a bit that goes into actually running a system 10 plus years old now that wasn't the case before. So, you know, there, there's a, a ton of reasons why we can get into with people, but um, you know, I think the, the brilliant part of this price is like having killing these nine and $7. It was just a, it's so old. You can't really, you can barely get breakfast at Starbucks for nine bucks. Yeah. Like, the invoicing for your business for a month, it's not unreasonable, but I get it. It's double. But the, the interesting thing here is we have pushed, I don't know if you noticed, but I think we've had a lot of people sign up for the annual plan on next to get lock in 1250 for the year. So it's created some urgency around that. And I think you still have a good like way to push people forward without feeling like they're going double, right? To get 1250 a month, it's amortized over the year, but you, you're upfront paying, um, seems like it'd be a good release valve. So in, in the conversations that I've had with folks that are like, ah, oh, this is just too much. It's like, Hey, get on, get on the new platform, sign up for the year and lock in a, a, a price. That's a, a more modest change. And we love that. Cause we definitely want the cash up front. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I have been pushing people that, and it is a nice way to offer a discount that's like aligned with our incentives here. Yeah, I think that's the one thing we did well with it. I think uh, had I, if we had to do this over again, I think I, I know we, we just kept delaying with everything with on this, but I, we're releasing a bunch of the new features at the end of this month. It would have been nice to release those, then do the price update. But sometimes it's just important to just set a date and then it'll force us to get it done. You know, otherwise stuff lingers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess in reality, like looking back, that would have been nice. But I like, if anything, I would have raised prices six months ago because we're going to have so much more money coming in the door and you could have done that in advance. Yeah, and so to the point around like if people do churn, if for every one person that churns, like it's, I don't know what the, the numbers are, but like, because of the $9 going to 18, it's like, it's fine if we lose, you know, a certain number of people. I think you projected like a 20%, 10% churn. We're going to fall way below 10% churn is my, yeah. like the path we're on right now. But if we had, I think if we saw 30% churn or more, uh, we're still like in the plus just because these historical prices were so, so low. Yeah. They were insane. And what we're going to see, yeah. I don't know, like a single digit, well into the single digits uh, churn. Yeah. I mean, and maybe we keep track of those churns. And I mean, I think that we've had one, I don't know, one or two people ask for their data, but the other thing here is, it's like happy to help them revolve off. And then coming back to my Midwestern nature, like let's reach back out to those people and see if they'd want to reactivate. There were some people that were like, Hey, this is a seasonal business. It's like, would be nice to have the ability for them to just turn it off. I mean, it's software, so the margins are high. That being said, we are investing a lot into the features that people ask for, for, um, you know, if they want to keep this, I think this is the best solution for this like two platform issue we have where like some of the customers love, love, love the old version. It's like, great, if you love it, like it, it's gonna be more expensive because we are investing in, in keeping it around forever which is going to get more and more and more expensive. Yeah. The other piece of this is like choosing the customers you want. And if someone can't, you know, handle a few more dollars a month, like those just aren't going to be good customers. And that kind of weeds them out to some extent. And, you know, the seasonality thing, I'd say if like you, if you can't afford like an extra 20 bucks, 40 bucks or something for the you know, months you're not working, like right, maybe it's not our best customer to be focusing on anyway. Yeah. I mean, I would say like, there's a bunch of tools out there that you can really get free invoicing. If you really want to, you can do it through PayPal. You can do it through Venmo. You could do it through, you know, I don't want to be touting all these, you know, they have, don't have features we do and they're not an invoicing platform, but if you just need to, you know, crap out some invoices and get them paid this day and age, there's a bunch of free stuff that you can do where people would be happy to, to take your money. But, you know, if you want to have the features that we have and have like a proper invoicing system, that's just, I feel like we're still at the bottom of the market, even with the price upgrades. Yeah, I mean, nineteen dollars a month is you know nothing. It's uh, you know, Chipotle is approaching those prices. Like lunches are <laughs> approaching those prices. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. What else is going on? So we 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 are. What did we start that last week? And now we've we've informed just about everybody, and um, we'll we'll see how it ends up and probably report back on on the next next podcast see see what the the number i guess maybe we should probably wager you're thinking single digits uh, yeah 
I mean, we're on, on the path of like well below 5% churn. Okay. Would be my guess. I'm going, I'm going nine and a half percent. This Ooh. is my price is right number. That's pretty high. Okay. Yeah. I, we'd still be like, you know, definitely in the positive, but that'd be interesting. If it was that high. We'll see. I, Cause I think there's this, there's like right now where you do the notification and then there's the actual, Oh, I got just got charged a new amount. And then we'll see how many cards get through or people, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, Cause I'm of the mindset that like people see it. Most people ignore it until it hits their credit card. And then their statement, you know, when they get their statement, they're like, wait, this is more, why are we paying for this? What do we do with this? So we'll see. Yeah. The other shoe is, is yet to drop, I think, but I hope not. I hope you're right. My other fear is like, not that they care about the price increase, but that they didn't even realize that they were still paying us. And like an email from us is just like, oh, got to cancel that one. Um, no, but, people people know. They, they get emails from us on receipts too. I think they still get yeah, that's true. a monthly email from, I know Classic does it. I don't think Next does it unless you've opted in for them. Um, but yeah, it's not, I don't know. I think that is, that's something I'm always concerned about is like people that sort of like, attrition that just happens and but i don't know i think everyone at least six most business owners for a business that's been around this long like the cards will just expire right it's like for companies that have been around for like 10 15 years like this it's like they only a lot of those customers just eventually just fall off because of their cards for sure yeah well we'll see we'll uh update everyone and uh i guess it's a couple weeks out when it actually happens uh, you want to talk about your sneakers? <laughs> this is a, a weird issue I've been having. Uh, it's been a big issue in my life. So uh, for some background, I've only worn Kobe basketball shoes for like well over 10 years. And I had a great system for buying them. Uh, so why, I guess, initially, they're low tops and they run like low to the ground. And they're also kind of like zero drop or really close to it, which is where your heels heel is not elevated, uh, like a running oh, shoe or something would be. Um, so all that's desirable. Like it makes you quicker. It makes you less likely to sprain ankle, less likely to like tear your Achilles. In oh a yeah, I've totally seen you wearing these. Yeah, I'm looking at them on, online right now. The Nikes, yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, Kobe's definitely like a student of the game and he designed these shoes with Nike. Um, and so I, historically, I wear size 14 and a half in those. And so I just go to eBay, sort by offers and offer everyone like, 40 to $60 for these like $150 shoes. And, you know, five people would accept. So I'd have like five pairs and I wouldn't have to buy shoes again for quite a while. And then, so I was, you know, burning through them, COVID, not really wearing them. Went to go buy some more on eBay and used versions of these shoes are going for $400 to $800 in like wow. size 14 and 15. And it was like, it's like 10 times the price that they used to be. And so the issue happening here is that uh, when Kobe died, his wife canceled the contract with Nike because she was pissed off uh, that Nike oh. wasn't promoting the shoes enough. And apparently it's not just me, but all NBA players like covet these shoes. And so like, <laughs> this is the new currency in the NBA is like these dead stock Jordan or Kobe's from like, you know, 2010 to 2014. Um, oh no. And, and the <laughs> sneakerheads like they don't let anything slide. Like these are like, it reminds me of the same people that were like, trading baseball cards or, or, you know, going to like super into trading baseball cards or whatever, you know, the collectors and the, the constant traders of this stuff. And I'm looking on flight club right now and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, and these aren't even the ones that 
I mean, they're all sorts of crazy colors and, but yeah, I can't find a pair under 400 right now. It's the weirdest thing. So like I've used pairs that apparently could sell for like 400, but this is like my only pair of basketball shoes. So I finally <laughs> wandered into like buying new shoes and there's like a kind of a successor to Kobe. That's not under the Kobe name. They're $170. And it's like a, like a huge release, even though it's not like under, you know, it's not Jordan or LeBron or like a brand name. These are like performance shoes. And so I'm logged in 9am to like try to buy these shoes in pink of all colors. Like I just like, I need these shoes. I don't care what color they are. And they sell out instantly. And so I was no. on and you know, tried to buy it. It's just impossible. And it, so they must all get bought by bots. And then it, they immediately go to like the resellers. So oh, wow. I was so desperate for shoes. I ended up, I had to pay a reseller and got them for 250. So not like a horrible markup, but um, <laughs> this is like the problem I've been dealing with. That's crazy. I mean, hopefully they'll, yeah. I mean, even it just seems like that coupled with, I'm sure production slowed down or at some point for Nike, but um, man, so are you just going to quit playing basketball? Well, I got these new shoes, so hopefully they'll last me a while. I mean, the ones I've been wearing were made in 2014, so that's something. <laughs> but it's like, what is going on that it's so hard to buy like $200 pink shoes? It's like, are we struggling to make shoes or Nike? Like this is their new business model of just not making enough shoes. I mean, maybe, I mean, I think people are the collector bug is definitely at an all time high. It's feeling like beanie babies a little bit, not, not necessarily like sneakerheads and stuff, but just the NFT thing. And, um, you know, people storing value in strange, strange different ways. Yeah. Well, I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Um, well that's, uh, but you still been playing basketball and you still been you starting to go back to the, the gym, like it's, it's no more masks. No more masks. Yeah. The world's back to normal. COVID's over. World War III has begun uh, onto the new <laughs> oh, narrative. <God. laughs> uh, oh yeah. man. We're not even going to comment on that, but yeah, it's uh, the only thing I would comment is, you know, like many uh, folks that work in the sort of decentralized software world. Um, it's definitely having an impact. Like, working with Ukrainian developers and Russian developers. And it's the thing that I'm noticing is everyone's just kind of like, this is the Russian developers are like, Oh, this is awkward. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, they're just kind of in disbelief that it's happening in their own country. It's like, um, but yeah, it's, it's weird to see. Cause I work with a lot of the folks. I mean, the, the Ukrainian folks have, are totally gone dark. A lot of them that like, they're, it's like, Hey, I, I got to take time off work. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I understand that. Um, and it's, it's scary from what I hear of the folks that I, I do work with or have worked with from time to time, trying to keep up, keep up with them is moving their families to Poland. But, you know, the military age men are not being allowed out of the, out of the country. So they're trying to leave and they're getting sent back and trying to figure out ways to get out, but uh, they're, they're stuck. And these are getting stuck in some real dangerous places where there's bombings and, the army's rolling through. It's, it's pretty fucking freaky to be honest. So total, total mess after total mess, uh, year 2022, apparently. So that's the Ukrainians, right? Uh, you, you've been talking to some Russian developers. What's it like? Are they still working normally? They're working normally. They're, they're like, they're the ones with fr Ukrainian friends. Like one of them that I work with is, you know, he spends half used to spend half his time in Ukraine. And like, I think has half of his family is Ukrainian. And it's like, you know, Ukraine and Russia, it's like here in Canada or here in Mexico, it's like 
people go between all the time, but yeah, he was like, I can't believe he was blown away that people aren't revolting. That's what he was like. I can't believe more, you know, everyone's like kind of buying into this thing. And I thought about that a little bit. And I thought about like, you know, what you've seen in the press, people are wearing these Z badges and uh, it reminded me of like desert storm. Like, do you remember like the, you know, there were like t-shirts of desert storm and it's like America, fuck yeah. And, you know, we're going to get Saddam. And it's like, I think people ended up rallying a little bit more around that. And I'm, I'm not, of course, not saying all Russians. I'm just saying as a, a nation, the government has been able to like co-opt enough people that it's, um, you know, it, it's complicated, but yeah, that, that was the feedback that I've heard is that they're like, I can't believe that this is a happening B don't, don't be mad at me. I have nothing to do with it and see, like, I don't support it, but I also like, don't, I'm kind of shocked that, you know, more people don't, or, or it's more, not more like up in arms about it. Yeah, it is. I mean, it is shocking. It's probably like the most shocking thing that's happened in our lifetimes of like, kind of felt like we we're beyond this a little bit. Like everyone's so interconnected that it wasn't realistic to happen, but yeah, mm. it's a real war. Yeah, I, I guess the, the it was like this, and then I remember the fall of the the Berlin Wall. But I was very young; I was like nine, ten, or something. I remember my brother was babysitting me, and all of a sudden we were watching some stupid show, and then all of a sudden they change it to like this just in. And I was like, I had no idea what East and West Germany were at the time; no idea what you know the USSR was. But I do remember that, and I'll never forget just that that evening feeling like, whoa, this is this is crazy. The only other time that, and, and of course, 9 11, another great, great memory yeah. of fucking TV. <laughs> For sure. Yes. So, uh, but yeah, we're, we're not beyond it. Positive notes to end on here. You got anything else? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, excited to see what, what does happen. I mean, the, the price raises on the businesses, like going back to that, I'm excited to see these new features come out and, and people kind of embrace, um, the platform a little bit more. I'm excited to roll out the new features and yeah, like be able to invest some more into the product. I mean, that's, it's, a, we have put in a fair amount of capital and, and effort and time to build out some new features. I'm like, I can't wait to see that get supported and then continue doing more. You know, I think that's, this is just a very healthy thing to do in my mind and it's not easy or convenient, but I'm glad we're, we're doing it. Yeah, that's one other thing we didn't really talk about is like every time you contact customers, especially with something like this, they come back with a bunch of feature requests. And that's just really nice to hear. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. It's like, be, and the, even better is like things that are on your roadmap. Be like, yes, we're doing that in a couple of weeks, doing that in a couple of months. Like that's coming out in the next quarter. It's like, the, that's the best thing to hear that you're actually navigating your roadmap correctly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, we'll try to do this more regularly. I think we took like a month off here. Uh, we'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we, I have also talked about maybe bringing on some guests. So if you are a listener out there, definitely tweet at Colin or I and, you know, throw out suggestions for people you think we should talk to, interview. I think we, we did, we've done, what, two or three guests in the past. And they always have been very interesting folks. So excited to see how that goes. For sure. Yeah. I've been talking to a bunch of Twitter folks, probably just should ping them and try to get them on, but uh, stay tuned. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. All right. Take care.